There we are. Is that it? Like it, yes. All right, just in time for the end. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. We'll talk to you next week. See you next week. Well, it never gets fun. It never gets old. Ask, Say, ask me. Yeah, what? Ask you what? Ask, ask you to, to leave. Ask yeah. you to leave so we can be alone with these ask, fine people. Ask me to be. Ask me the big question. All right. What and why were you arrested? No, not that one. No, not that one. What episode is this, young Chad of the Hill? <laughs> this is episode number 150 of Slappercast. It is the second to last episode of the year. Or yeah. if we were if we wanted to give them a Christmas gift, we could this could be the last one. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, it is. It's it's time for uh it's time for it's time for that naughty list to be brought out and uh, read aloud, which we're going to do on the next episode, mm. uh, including some clubs. We're going to do the uh, uh, the naughty list. Mm. Um, we can't do the nice list because we like most of the places, but there are some shitholes that we're going <laughs> to call out. Yeah, yeah. There's a few couple stories that need to be told. Yeah, and also our uh, uh, so we're coming fresh off the. The toy drive, mm-hmm. and um, Chad had asked me before he hit record. He said, "Why are you so obnoxious?" And I said, "That's not a, it's none of your damn business." But he did. No, he said, um, "How did the toy drive start? And what you know? How long have I been involved with it? And blah blah blah." Because it started many, many, many years ago, and um, it was uh, it, it was always been called Rock the Shelter. So going back, God, twenty years. I don't even know how many years, many, many, many years. Um, uh, this young lady named Barbie Welsh uh, approached me. She used to, she had a, she had a, a hair salon called On the Edge uh, with her partner, Kimberly, Kimberly Wilson, who uh, Kimberly was my next door neighbor. Kimberly's uh, uh, irresponsible for me finding the house that I live in. She called me up and she said, hey, this lady's getting rid of it and it's a bargain. And it actually turned out to be less money per month than my two bedroom apartment at the time, you know, the note on the house was, this was a lot different times, kids. <laughs> it was a much, much different time. Uh, th- this neighborhood was not one, was not a neighborhood that you would come out, you know, you would, you, you would go through at night or perhaps during the day <laughs> or anytime. Um, this neighborhood looked uh, kind of back, back when I, 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 I love the neighborhood, but it, it, it was definitely run down. It's not that way anymore. And, uh, so anyway, so back to the story it had, uh, so Barbie had called me and said, uh, she'd said, uh, uh, Hey, you know, we do this toy drive. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to do an, uh, we're going to do a skate, uh, rollerblades, roller skates. We're going to skate through downtown. We're going to go raise money for, this thing. It's the skating Elvis. Uh, um, back then it was the urban animals that had uh, their roller skate group and they would skate through town and they were just, uh, mm-hmm. um, so anyway, she got involved with them. They got involved with the toy drive. And uh, so we did the toy drive a couple of times, a couple of different years and uh, a lot of fun. And then she said, she called me up one time. She said, Hey, why don't you come down and deliver the toys with us? I said, all right, cool. And she'd have to warn you. Uh, it's, you know, we go to the shelter and a lot of these, uh, kids, you know, most of these kids don't have fathers, don't have fathers in their lives. So, so the, so, so they, they attach themselves to the, 
to, to they attach themselves to the males quickly. And it's very, very, very heartbreaking when you go in, you see these little kids that are kind of hanging, hanging onto your leg and they're, you know, you're like, whoa. Uh, so, so not, not, you know, so it meant something to me before, but then once you, once you live that, once you see that, you kind of, all right, I want to do this. I want, I want to be involved in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this is, and then, then, uh, uh, on the edge, the, 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 their partnership dissolved, they went their separate ways and, and, uh, Barbie moved out of state and asked, you know, Joe Shemensky and myself, you know, to, to keep the thing going. We said, yeah, yeah, happily. And, uh, moved it to the continental club you know, wisely, you know, and, uh, it's been, it's just been a staple and, and, and the continental club, you know, now it's essentially a good time running the, running the place. Uh, Pete, the dazzling Pete Gray has, has, you know, kind of pulled back a little bit, uh, uh, as far as running the ship. So, uh, but everybody that's been involved, every single person that's been involved with the Continental Club has, you know, Pete is, is, is Pete. You've heard us talk about the dazzling Pete Gray or Pete Gordon. You've heard us talk about him. Pete has a standard that is is, is the, the bar is set so high. It's it's you know easiest person in the world to work for. You know, if you do your job, easiest easiest person to be around. Uh, funny, hardworking. Uh, talented beyond you know, w- w- one of the best players I've ever seen. Performers, uh, he's, he's just 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 uh, overachiever all around, overachiever, just brilliant man. Um, but they've just they've they've uh, they've embraced this cause, you know, and and, and it's now theirs, you know, it's now theirs. Yeah. You know, they're just, just, just brilliant, brilliant people. And, you know, not only because we love playing there, we love everything about the club, but it's just, it, it's just beautiful that it has a real home, unlike the other people in the, sh- in the shelter. So, um, so anyway, so that was the, that was the origins of the, of the Rock the Shelter. Mm-hmm. And the, if you've seen the poster, you'll see, you, you notice that it has that Elvis silhouette in, in the, in the thing. That's again, a tribute to the skating Elvis, uh, uh, group, you know, that was essentially starting it. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, poster done by the, by the amazing Trish Tramblett. Yes. For, for a while, for a long time, it was kind of like an unofficial rule that everybody had to do an Elvis song as part of the performance. Right. That was no, kind of that dropped was, it. That was just for the Elvis show. Oh, okay. That was for, so, so I, I, I did the Elvis festival back in 1804 or 1726 or whatever year it was, um, uh, at the garden of the Heights, we did that. But, uh, and it's funny, we were talking about that, the, um, Elvis fans and non Elvis fans and blackguard fans and fans of any kind of music put a pin in this. We're going to come back to this and come back to this often, but the Elvis festival, the tribute to the king, Houston salutes the king, or whatever we were going to call it, that might be taking shape again. That that's going to be uh, that's on the docket. We'll say, yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. Put a pin in that. But uh, back in the day in Garden of the Heights, so I put on a festival with Mike Martin and uh, Bob Foldauer, and uh, we called it the Elvis Fest or something Elvis. Well, we get a letter from Graceland saying, "Hey, motherfucker, you can't use that. You got to you know change." So. Unless we paid a certain amount of money to their to the to the Graceland thing, you know, we couldn't use Elvis, so we did the Houston salutes mm-hmm. thing. 
That's and right. again, that was another, that was another, you know, that was a fun, that was a fun thing. But so we contact all these bands and we say, Hey, we're doing a festival. Don't want you to do all Elvis, but we want everybody to do an Elvis song or two. And we got the classic cars to come out. We got the skating Elvis to come out. We got all this, you know, all these, you know, things that we get. And actually on the edge, uh, Barbie and Kimberly from on the edge salon, they came out and they, they brought two barber chairs and they set them up outside and they did free pompadours all day. So it, it was hysterical watching these wow. people come in and it was very, very cool. So, uh, so that was great. And then, uh, um, we had a lot of, uh, a lot of real, I mean, I, I, everybody knows an Elvis fan. Everybody knows that the, the person that has the, uh, especially like in Ireland, when you walk in and you see, you know, there's a picture of Jesus Christ. And then at top of you know, that one is Elvis. You know, we all know those people, you know, they, they exist and there, there are many of them. And so we had those people come out to the show and a couple of the bands, which I wish I could remember their names. Cause I'll call them out. Just, 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 just complete twats in that they didn't even didn't even they didn't even learn an Elvis song. They just came out. And they just wanted a you know a place to play and a you know you know so that mistake won't be made again. You know it, it's yeah. not not that we're gonna go you know crash the rehearsals or you know but it, it it's a you know the the, the Elvis thing it, it, it's a real deal whether you, whether you care for his music or you don't. It, you know, it's a lifestyle for a lot of people and it's a, it's a, you know, like Chad, like Beatles are to Chad, you know, Elvis is to a lot of people, you know, it's, it's mm -hmm. a, it's a big fucking deal and you can't, you know, you can't sidestep that when you're doing a, an Elvis festival. So, yeah. Do you remember this? I think it was, uh, it was late. Oh, three. It was just a couple of weeks before I formally joined. It took Tom's place as the bass player in Patrick Devon Band. Wait a minute. You're, you're full-time is what you're telling me? <laughs> I wasn't yet. Is shit? Um, and you did – I think it might have been the toy drive. And I went – I was just in the audience. I wasn't playing. But you you played a show, and it was like a one-off thing you did with Sam from later of Diamond Guitars. At the time, he was, I think he was working at Rock and Robin. Well, Sam Austin, yeah. Sam Austin, yeah. And he, he, he played guitar with you for that one show. And you all did – a bunch of stuff that you don't know. I think you learned a bunch of things just for that one show. And one of them was this, I can't remember what the Elvis song was, but in the middle of it, you segued into Nirvana. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. Which must've been Sam's idea. Cause I know you're not a Nirvana fan. Yeah. Definitely uh, was Sam's idea. And, I remember. And, and you sang like a little bit of teenage spirit in Elvis's style. Like, in a lot of dangerous or something like that. And I remember going, what the fuck? Cause you hadn't, you hadn't even told me that y'all were going to be playing that. Was that was that the toy drive? Was that the toy drive show? I that, we see. I can remember everything, but before that, I don't remember if that was the toy drive or not. Yeah, but uh, it may have been. It might have been. I, Rock and Robin. For those who know and those who don't know, uh, Rock and Robin is uh, like we, we we spew on and on about Cactus Records and you know just on and on and on. Uh, Rock and Robin is as much a landmark as. Cactus Records. Oh yeah, and unlike Cactus Records, Rock and Robin never fucking moved. They, mm -hmm. stay, I mean, you talk about, you know, feet firmly planted in the. You know, those guys have been in the same spot, and they are underwater right now. In that, they're there's they're doing construction on the road outside on Shepherd, and um, uh, Shepherd and Richmond right there, 
and it's just uh, atrocious. The the machinery that's that that's. Uh, you know that's uh, that's overtaken the landscape there. So they're 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 in dire need right now. I went in there the other day, bought a keyboard, and they have uh, Bart, the owner, is 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 a saint in, in that he just he's keeping all his staff on, and they're kind of walking around, bumping into each other, and they're they're just. But so Rock and Robin has always been a landmark, and it's always mm-hmm. been, it's always been the place to go to find your your you know your players and your 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 second hand and your new instruments and whatnot great people down there luba who ran sound for us on sunday at the toy drive is we've talked about him before he's beyond talented it's sickening how incredibly talented this guy is um but he he runs the show there that's his day gig and 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 he's as proficient there as he is with you know with his guitar playing or his singing or his running sound or his fucking everything damn you luba <laughs> uh he is yeah he is uh yes you know just just anyway so uh i was i, I was uh, i was a regular at rock and robin which i'm still a regular at rock and robin and i went down there and sam was working there at the time sam was doing the job that luba's doing now and uh uh i'm not pulling any favorites here but luba's doing a much better job um i don't work there i don't know i just know you know i know what i i I know what i like and um but luba you know he he is uh is like sam in that he knows everybody and he knows he's got his finger on the pulse of the you know the local music scene and um so sam uh uh, sam was uh i guess overheard me talking about this gig at the at the continental club and he said i'll play for you and i was like I didn't know he played and and he's a good player. Mm -hmm. Sam's a good player, but Sam's one of these guys, you know, he's got the attention span of a regular musician, me, like me. Uh, So he's all over the place too is, you know, so it definitely was his idea to do, to do Nirvana piece in in, in a song. I wouldn't, I would never cross my mind. So, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. One second. Let me turn off. Turn off notifications. There we go. Yeah, there you go. Thanks, Liam. You speak about Rock and Robin being underwater. They literally were underwater, uh, yeah. right? Was it Harvey or Allison? I'm trying to remember. Both, or both, both. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it, 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 it's Richmond and it's Richmond and and Greenbrier Shepherd there. So it's not or not Greenbrier. Uh, it is Greenbrier. Well, oh, anyway, yeah. Which way? I think it's Shepherd. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 59 and Shepherd. Essentially, it's right where Shepherd and Greenbrier split off. From yeah. Time. Yeah, yeah, and it's just it, it, it's it, it's essentially it's it's our uh, it's our Grand Canyon. It's the bottom. It's the bottom of the the thing. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, uh, another guy, Willie Donovan, played drums for me out of there. Tom Jenkins played bass for me out of there. Uh, just uh, Ernie uh, from Tarantula, he played mm-hmm. drums for me out of there. I mean, just Davy, bunch of Davy Bryant. Well, Davy yeah. had nothing to do with uh, Rock and Robin when I when he played for me. That was that was you know. Yeah, well, he was yeah, that he was yeah. working there one night when he and I were doing stuff right before. Oh, so oh, you were doing stuff with David. What was it called? <laughs> I think oh, it was. Called, it. I think it was called Under the Covers. It was called Under the Covers, a name I did not choose, but that's all right. But you played under it. I, yes, I did. You played Under the Covers with David. Uh, yeah. Hold a second. Hold a second. Let, let's let's visualize this together, kids. Okay. Okay. There we go. There we go. Uh, I need to smoke. You're, you're welcome, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
Yeah. So yeah, and it's got and there's all that little that, that small little area now. Cactus at the time it wasn't there yet, but Cactus is now like right across the street from Rock and Robin, basically. And Davey and I used to play a lot, and as 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 had you know, Blackguards as well played there many times. As Patrick Devenbend played there, Stag's Head, which is right across the street from Cactus, still sitting there empty. <laughs> for what like 10 years now yeah. how long ago it's it's that whole shopping center is is still kind of like 50 or 75 percent deserted i'm kind of surprised it hasn't been redeveloped yet it's in a really awkward spot like traffic wise yeah. i guess that's part of the problem it's not easy to get to um, yeah especially after they blocked off the richmond uh yeah. you used to be able to turn into it left turn into it from richmond now you can't do that anymore so i don't know but yeah cactus seems to be doing pretty well there but, uh, yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah. I think you could put cactus in an actual desert, and they do all right. They're, yeah, they're, right. But yeah, love. I love. I love that store. I, I, I still love that area. And it, you know, if you're if you ever caught, you know, if you ever caught down there, they've got Amy's ice cream, and they've got a. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, just just a you know a bunch of places that we've we've frequented. That used to be the blockbuster uh, music down there. Um, friend of mine right. used to run that place too, and I have. In my attic, speaking of Elvis, I have a, a life-size cutout of Elvis. It was a movie, uh, an old, old, old movie poster board thing, but it's a, it's Elvis. It's a yeah. big cutout of him, and I have that. And there's there's names on the back of it for, for when it made the rounds of who 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 got it, you know, who, who's who 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 was going to get to keep it, and uh, ended up with me. Awesome, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, and before that, it was sound warehouse for many years. And that was, sound, uh, excuse me. It wasn't block. That's, that's exactly was it. The was the sound warehouse. Okay, yeah, cool. It wasn't, it wasn't blockbuster. It was sound warehouse. That's where that the, was yeah. right towards the end of its tenure there. Yeah. Well, she, she, she worked at cactus on shepherd and then yeah. she was hired, out, hired out by sound. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It wasn't. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. That's back in the, the heyday when there were like five record stores all within a walking distance of each other yeah. in that area. But yeah, I, I got, I got, I told the story of, of the, the backstage passes for the, the press only uh, for Queensryche when I was backstage at the summit and uh, it was press only, but she got me backstage and I was uh, backstage for Iron Maiden too. That was a press only thing. But the funniest, the funny thing was, as, and I apologize for you, anybody that heard it again, but um, I was backstage at the press only Queensryche one and, and, I didn't want to fucking talk to him. I just wanted to be backstage because it was, you know, it's air conditioned and it wasn't as, as, as hectic because it wasn't a front, but uh, I had to tell the journalists which one the bands were, cause they didn't come out in their kit. They, you know, they came out in regular street clothes. So all the, all the journalists are, you know, like, yeah, where do we, you know, who, who is it? But so I had to kind of lean over and, and, uh, hey, why don't you ask him a question? That's Scott Rockenfield, the drummer. That's Jeff Tate, the singer. That's a, what do you do? We know no clue, no clue. So anyway, yes, yeah, so I was very uh, yeah. strange, strange, strange times. I have I have a lot of fun memories of Sound Warehouse when I was a kid. Yeah, um, gosh. I mean, all the, all the record stores around there. I mean, I just, I just, I miss those days. I mean, I'm glad I'm so grateful that cactus is still there. It's so, it's so appropriate that it's right, right across the street from where somewhere else used to be now, but they, you know, you could just, you know, you could always, if I wanted to kill time, you know, I, I, I could right after school, I'd drive over to, to uh, somewhere else or cactus or, you know, and just get lost. And most of the time I wouldn't even buy anything. <laughs> it's just well, endlessly it's- flip through albums and, and books and things. Yeah, that was the that, that was the that was the time that was the the time I remember uh, being able to walk in there 
and I, I never did it, but it was the first time that I had seen the headphones on the wall so you, to where you could listen to the new releases. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, I've seen your fucking hair and your ears. I don't want to touch that. <laughs> this is, you know. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I was a little bit, uh, I haven't changed much. You know, germ, maybe a bit of a germaphobe, but yeah, I wasn't putting those fucking headphones on. But at the same time, I wanted to hear the new records. I didn't want to, you know, uh, speaking of the aforementioned Queensryche, you know, you take one of their, you take um, a fair warning home. I think it was fair warning. Or maybe that's Van Halen. No, it was the warning, the warning. Uh, you take that home and then you go and you get some, some, uh, uh, some piece of regurgitated fucking uh, septic fucking pile of fucking refuse. Yeah, that 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 that's 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 uh, ooh, that's the I, I can't think of the the, the one with silent lucidity and all that fucking oh, oh so bad. I'm I'm having a hard time holding down my my dinner from three weeks ago. <laughs> it was so fucking bad. Anyway, you know, so so that's the thing. You don't want to you don't want to get. Uh, hoodwinked into buying, you know, th- th- this piece of shit that, that, you know, that, that your, your stereo never looks at you the same, you know, for putting, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, God, it was so well, bad. And, yeah. I, I used to, I don't know if you're the same way. I used to be extremely finicky about what I would buy on it, you know, back then, because, because yeah. this is back in the eighties, there was no way to listen to anything at that time. Like I speak talking about like 84, 85. Yeah. You just kind of had to go on faith or you could ask the opinion of someone. Of course, I never would never talk to anybody when I was there, but I would just flip around. I'd, I'd like look at the track listing. And I remember like, like for example, many times at uh sound warehouse and also uh sound exchange and uh, cactus and stuff, picking up, uh, Bruce Coburn's records because I would just flip through everything just out of curiosity. I had no idea who he was, but he had a he had a record where he was covering a lot of Beatles tracks and stuff, and I was always really intrigued by that. But I never pulled the trigger to buy it because <laughs> I, you know, part of the reason I was, you know, I didn't have a lot of money to spend on records. You know, I had to be very selective at what I what I spent it on. You know, every week I'd be in there looking at the same records again. Maybe this no, no. <laughs> move on to the next thing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it was it was nice too on the LPs. We have an LP. <laughs> no, it was we nice do. on the LPs too. We, you know, they would put the, have the track listings. It'd be really, really nice. Time. There it is. Mm-hmm. By Jove, it looks yeah. as good as. The, but um, you know, it, it's also nice too, and it has the 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 time length. You know, those songs. You know, yeah. Were, you know, right. You know, you kind of get an idea for how you get an idea because kind of song it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you're when you're when you're that age and you're you know. You're, you're figuring out that all this, all this, all this money that your parents spent, you know, didn't exactly you know, grow on trees. But yeah, you know, I say, like, uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta get a record that's, you know, those double records, those double live records and stuff like that with, you know, you know, essentially thirty songs on them. You're like, yeah, this is, you know, I'll get that. I don't care if there's ten crap ones on it, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was. I mean, like for example, Talking Heads. It was, it was kind of serendipitous that I. I just happened to go see Stop Making Sense because I thought there was, there was, <laughs> there, there was on the hope that there was, there was this girl I was talking to online. Um, this, uh, yeah, online in 1985, there were these things called bulletin board systems that you'd call up and you, you, there were like message boards. And I, I, <laughs> I know, I haven't told this story yet, but they, they, they uh, do, you, do you remember that? I mean, I saw, do you, did you know anybody who used that back then? No, what and I wouldn't with? admit to it if I did. It was like a precursor to the internet. Some of the nerdier people out there might know what I was talking about. 
but there was a message board I logged into once and, and you would just post, it was like, sort of like looking for pen pals. Like, Hey, I like Peter Gabriel. You, you, let's talk about music. And some, one of the, one of the, uh, the people who replied to me was this girl named Laura who, Oh, Laura. <laughs> yeah. Who, uh, who had a boyfriend as she told me, but, uh, at, and I was talking back and forth about music. She told me, she said, do you like talking heads? Cause Sonic and Sense is playing at River Oaks theater. So I think, I think you'd probably really like it. So my friend Nathan and I went not long after that and not really planning to meet her, but I was like kind of hoping that she would be there at the same time I was, cause it wasn't really coordinated, but so I never met her in person, but I instead fell in love with this movie and that band. And because I happened to catch that, I was like, I really, really, really fucking dig this. So then, then that was like, it was no longer a leap of faith for me to buy talking heads records, obviously after that. So I just went through and, systematically bought everything in their catalog that was available at the time. So, and I was kind of proud of myself at that point. Cause I was the only person I knew in my, my circle of friends who knew anything about that, talk, about, about talking hands at the time. And I, I took them all to go see stomach and sense in River Oaks theater. It was like, come on, everybody, let's go. <laughs> it was, it was the whole, eventually the whole, it wasn't because of me, but the, that movie was really, really popular with, with high school students in general at the time. And PVA, particularly the theater department at PVA was really into that movie. I would go there. We'd all be there like every weekend. It was, uh, cause they, for a while through my, throughout the second half of my junior year and probably most of my senior year, they were showing it every weekend at, at midnight. Yeah. And I didn't even know about it, but, 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 but in, um, in relate, I guess in relation to that story, we had, we had a glory hole. Do you know what a glory hole is? I've heard stories. Yeah. So that was our bulletin board. So we used to, you know. Where was it? Where was it? Exactly. It was just That's a hole in the fence and you just put your. <laughs> Wait, are, oh, sorry. Was this, is this just a joke or is this leading? Yeah. It's, okay, it's, okay. it's just a joke. I was like, God oh, damn, that'd be kind of cool if you had actually had a message board called the glory hole. It's actually not a bad idea. Yes. Well, I know, but I, I, I can't do that now. I'm too old. But um, yeah, with the, the 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 movies and stuff like that, you know, the the talk, I didn't even know about. Talk, of course, I heard about Stop Making Sense. I had heard, but it wasn't it wasn't even on my radar because I wasn't sure. Yeah, it wasn't your thing. Yeah, yeah, well, I didn't. Yeah, and I didn't definitely didn't know about the band and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, message board and stuff like that. That doesn't make any sense either. It was just you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm, yeah. I'm I'm one of these people that it's funny uh, today. I was I was doing some work. I was telling you about earlier some personal. Um, some some uh, personal things on 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 the computer, and working with this. I've been working with this one lady. who's just trying to resolve this thing, and it's it, it's a half legal, half um, it, it's it's just this bullshit. It's this shit that you have to be online with, and you have to uh, you, you go through, and you have to go downtown and get paperwork signed. All this bullshit, just on and on and on. And I'm working with this one lady who's been absolutely terrific, just tremendous help and patient and. But I explained to her many times, I, I just don't like being on the fucking computer. I don't like this. I don't like uh, mm-hmm. emailing. I don't like my phone. I don't like, uh, I don't like, you know, so a lot of shit I hate, but uh, it, it's, it, it's, I, I think that that's a generational thing too. I think, cause I, I, I never, you know, I didn't, I don't like video games. I don't like head games. I don't like board games. I don't like, you know, I don't, uh, so when people, you know, when you tell me about the, the, the message board and stuff like that, kind of, you know, I understand it. I understand where it comes from, but I've got, I, I've just never had any, any interest in it. My thing yeah. is all, my, my thing is all live and now, and you know, let's go there. Yeah. You know? Well, at the time, at the time I was, I was really into computers. My dad had bought me, um, 
my, the first Macintosh that came out. And yeah. whenever, whenever there was a new bell and bell or whistle that came out for that, it's like, Hey, you need, you need to check. So that, so I had a modem you know, when the modems became available, it's like, you need to get one of these. And one of my friends told me about, cause he, he would use it to call his computer. He would, he would be at home and use the modem to call into the, like the rice mainframe so he could work on his programs and stuff that he was doing for, for his experiments and stuff. Whenever that, whenever he was learning something new, he was trying to encourage me to, to dip into it and learn and see if I would take an interest in it. So and one of the things yeah, I learned about okay. were these message boards and I, you know, none of us had any idea that the internet was coming at this point. And back, back then the way it worked is that you he did. No, he did. <laughs> I guarantee you he did. No. Maybe not in the capacity it was. Sorry. I'm yeah. going ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> he, he was, his, his brain was on other, other stuff, but, but he, uh, um, the way it worked is you would call, you would literally use your phone to call, it's like the beginning of dial-up. Basically, it was dial-up. But you'd call up instead of calling into the internet a com- or a computer that hooked you up to the internet. It would just be that one computer, and you would have a time limit. You log on, and it was all text-based. You you know you just typed commands into it, and it would give you back different options. And uh, so you'd have a time limit. Like you, some different message boards had different time limits because only one usually only one person could be on at a time. Yeah, so, you'd be on like make 10, 15 minutes, and if you're on too long. The, the system system operator who would just be some whoever the kid was who owned the computer would would come on and boot you off or give you give you a five minute warning or something you know that's 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 the glory hole that's the glory <laughs> right, hole thing too. Right. so again we're yeah we're- but so and it goes of course just like the early days of dial up my mom would be you know trying to pick up trying to make a call and she'd pick up the other phone <laughs> yeah you know, like, Chad you've been on there doing sorry yeah. Mom. oh it's I had printouts I have I have a uh, I printed out all the conversations I had with people back then. It was, it was a interesting time. It only lasted one summer and I, I kind of lost interest in it after that. Uh, but it, yeah, that was, we had email that they actually called it email back then. Yeah. And you send messages to people. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Lucky for us, you were kind of pushed that way because uh, <laughs> yeah. the way I was ever going to learn that shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nuts, man. It's just, you know, it, it's a, uh, I, I, I laugh because you know, yeah, you, your 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 dad was uh, definitely on a different wavelength and a much higher level than most when it came to that kind of stuff. So I'm sure he had he had glimpses of it. You know, he probably did. Yeah, I mean, the the internet was initially started as a government thing. You know, yeah, and it was actually it was actually my mom who who kind of pushed me into she was she was initially telling me about it first because she her where she worked is where at the first place where they had access to the internet there. And I remember her telling me about it. It's like, Oh, it's kind of cool. You, you go to this page, you click something and it takes you to another page. And it's like, well, that sounds interesting. Uh, and then eventually my dad, this is when I was living in New York at the time. And, uh, we didn't even have access to the internet at work at this point. We had an email. I could send emails to, to my parents, but I didn't actually, I wasn't actually able to browse the internet yet. Um, and then my dad at some point in 1996, he, he said, I think you, you need to get online. So, cause there was no way I was going to be able to afford a computer of my own at the time. I still had my Mac, my, my, the first Mac that he bought me in 1985, four, 1984, but it wasn't useful for anything at that point. So anyway, that's a whole other tangent. Yeah. Yeah. Computer tangents. Um, so, so, uh, uh, you know, we were talking too about the the the, the LP. Where you know we're we're very very lucky and fortunate to be in. We have our LPs now on sale at Cactus and at Sig's Lagoon. And um, this past Sunday at the Toy Drive, we were able to drop some off to some of our favorite people. Mm-hmm. And 
you know, we'd signed some some uh, some new ones and sent some posters off, and yeah. just just really, it, it, it's you know that step back in time and talking about the first computer and these old these old brick and mortar shops that had you know these these you know incredible incredible uh, varieties of music and videos and all that kind of stuff VHS all that stuff it, 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 it's just kind of very very shocking in in just how quickly everything just turns around again and and you know talking to uh some friends on Sunday at the toy drive and talking about CDs and the kids were like CDs. What? <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. It's basically something that you invest in. Shut up. You know, you yeah. know, it's, you know, but, but really, I mean, it's, it, it's just, it, the, the change, the switch, the, the violent turn in which it took away from CDs and tapes and you know, LPs and just an a tracks just through the years, it's just been. It, it, it's in, you know. It, it, it's like a cliff. It just drops off mm-hmm. and gone. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. And a lot of young people carrying vinyl. You know, carrying vinyl. You know, yeah. like, whoa, that's yeah. sh- shocking to see. But uh, so anyway, we um, we we spoke. Uh, you know, th- this. You know, we're we're approaching the holidays, and we know that uh, we know that everybody's time is precious, and there's a lot of stuff going on. So we have a, a little baby Eric C. Hughes is off to see his folks um, just outside of Austin. And uh, 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 Chad's, you know, getting his naughty list ready. He's going to make calls, make, make, make house calls to all the naughty girls. And um, they're going to have a very, very good white Christmas, if you will. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, no, but uh, no, seriously. Um, you see, see. Yeah. That's the, that's the naughty call. So, um, Chad, naughty. Um, yeah, so we're looking forward to, to – I'm, I'm looking forward to the new year because, you know. As am I, yes. Yeah, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be – it's going to be great. And you, you know, we're pushing forward and we're, we're uh, booking shows and hopefully coming to your town and, um, you know, just I, – I, ho- I really do. I, I sincerely hope that everybody has a great holiday and um, – you know, looking forward to uh, actually Chad and I are getting together this week. We're working on uh, some, some, some new tracks. Mm-hmm. And um, also uh, he's been tirelessly uh, yeah, revamping that website and whatnot. So, yeah. Yeah. There's a new website coming hopefully before the new year. I, I want to yeah. get this, get this shit out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Now that I've gotten all the pre-ordered LPs have been shipped. I hope that you, you people should be receiving them right about now. Yeah, I'm really excited to hear what you guys think of the uh, the LP. If you, I hope you love it. Um, yeah, let us know. Let us know yeah. that, that, that it works too, because we weren't. You know, we, we 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 had we had passed the they had you know they had passed the 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 test getting to us, but it's vinyl, so we don't know. You know, we we don't know how it translates to your stereo yeah. and whatnot. So let us know if you you know if you hate it, just you know call. Call Bruce Springsteen or something. Complain okay. to him. Yeah, yeah, because he just sold his catalog for five hundred million dollars. Did you see? Did you see that in the news? Five hundred million dollars. He sold his publishing. Yeah, I don't know what prompted him to do that, but well, probably because he's not eighteen years old, and probably because he's you know, you know, he's <laughs> why not? Why not? <laughs> I can tell you, I, I've long been long looking forward to holding this in my hands, but I, I it really isn't until now that I've I hope, been up. I hope to God this is what I think it is. Oh yeah, oh. no, sorry, this thing, yeah. 
I, <laughs> early Christmas gift for the ladies. I've been sure. so absorbed, you know, first with getting it set up on the store. And then, of course, we had to wait forever for the actual vinyl you know, disc to show up. We had the packaging, you know, a couple months ago, but it's not, it's kind of like, you know, icing without the cake. You know, you kind of need the whole thing. But holding this in my hands and feeling the weight of the vinyl and then just looking at the cover, I'm like, holy shit, it's here. This is really the first time I've, I've, I've been able to kind of just take it in. You know, it's beautiful. Have yeah, you- and you know, you know, just I mean, on, on that note too, if you go by Sig's Lagoon on Winburn, it's right by the Continental. If you go by there, you go by Cactus. Even if you don't have a thing, just go look at just look at at the at the artwork on it. It's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. I I I can't tell you. I mean, you can see it over Chad's shoulder. Uh, v did such an amazing job on the. You know, he did look every this. look at that. But he did everything for uh, he did everything for the for every song for everything that he was every every place that his mind was pushed he drew something for it in in, in listening to that record and in listening and then really really listening and on repeat and over and over and over again um, it's it, it really is it, it's it's you know of course I'm biased but I think it's a spectacular piece of art it and. Is. Uh, um, Lori gave away uh, uh, her Christmas gift. Everybody, she gave everybody a free poster, um, right? The Blackmatic poster you can see there behind Chad. And, yes, uh, she um, she gave everybody a uh, poster uh, at the uh, Continental Club. That I guess. Um, so it was just mm-hmm. uh, we're blown away, blown away by it. It's just fantastic. So, and uh, and Jeff Jeff was with us. Uh, yeah, uh, and so he got to sign some of the records too, which is great. Jeff did great. Yeah. Oh, by the way, yeah, and that there is a, there is a video of that show that that uh, Patrick asked me to film, which I, I don't think I would would even thought to do it because <laughs> fallen out of the habit of doing that recently. But uh, I think we're going to give that to Patreon uh, this week. I think so. Yeah, sounds pretty good. I, I I tarted up the sound a little bit, and it's very very good, very nice. All right, with just in time, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, uh, we kind of need little baby Eric C. Hughes here for this, but I do have a total. The total just came in Ah, as we're wrapping up. Are you ready for this? I think so. Yes. 60,000. Holy shit. Damn. Now... That's not what we raised at the Continental on Sunday, but that's what was raised for this event. Total amount of donations, yeah. Yes. Goddamn, Joe, yeah. Well, Joe yeah. isn't kidding. No. <laughs> that is a big issue. So, so uh, you know, I, I know a lot of people that listen out of town and whatnot, but um, the 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 surplus with, with toys and the, pro- the problem with in the past is, and, you know, again, Chad, you can cut this part off if you feel like it, but the problem in the past was, the generosity with people here in Houston, you know, and of course everybody around the holidays. Um, so th- there ended up being truckloads of toys donated and that that's phenomenal. Ex- you know, and, 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 and I hate to say, but, you know, because it's the generosity is so immense. However, the, the amount of toys was, was overwhelming and it was also targeted at the, let's say, zero to three or four year old. 
then it got really hairy when you got to uh, let's not use the word hairy when you're talking about six year old Chad. Let's not do that. But let's say uh, it just got very, very, very the the the, the, the just like the, the the you know the A track to C to LP to CD to uh, on and on. It just there, there, there's this massive drop off. So the kids that were and they're not kids, but the 13 year old up, they were constantly left out. You don't know. You know, so it was always gift cards and stuff like that. And and I hate gift cards because, you know, if you buy it for somewhere like Target and stuff like that, you know, you end up, you know, getting that one thing. And then the, 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 the let's say the, the change off the end of it just kind of, you just chuck it. So the, they make all this money for, 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 you know, for nothing. Sorry, mm-hmm. Mark. But the, um, uh, so what Joe did this year, which is genius, uh, he just decided to do a uh, you know which which is always the most needed for these for these shelters is um, you you know he decided to do the twenty dollar ticket and forego the because there is a surplus of toys and there's no shortage for those kids those kids are not going without however the, the money's needed for the shelter so that's what he changed it for but what he did. As well, on top of that was instead of just getting, you know, giving a donation, he gave everybody a turkey dinner that came out. So the Open Door Mission came out, the, the, essentially the, the, the group from the shelter, they came out and they, 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 did a, uh, they did a meal. So your ticket included a meal, you know, the, the show and, it, and, and, and Clay Dias did an amazing job. Our friend and photographer and local hero, the Mighty Orc did an outstanding set. And then, of course, the Open Door Mission Ensemble came out, blew the roof off. And just if you weren't in the Christmas spirit, you you fucking were after all that. So uh, um, so that was tremendous. But, we, you know, it, it was it, it just desperately needed. The cash was desperately, desperately needed. So Joe mm-hmm. pushed it towards that. And that was genius. And, yeah. um, again, the generosity is, you know, just uh, staggering. You know, it really, yeah, yeah. everybody's yeah. so, so generous. And, you know, like our friends, the, the, the Reeves, who you've heard us talk about in College Station, they bought tickets. They knew they weren't going, but they, they, they wanted to donate to it. And they said, you know, for anybody that needs, you know, just a, a ticket that would, you know, so just generosity upon generosity upon general, you know, uh, Olivia Hallett, who passed away, her family bought 40 tickets. They, you know, I don't know. I don't think they had any intention of having 40 people, but you know, people just wanted to donate to the thing. And it is so, um, uh, Elizabeth Brosa, she, she and her family. Yeah. You know, they, they bought way more tickets than they were, when they, they were coming. Just they're, they're huge supporters. You know, these great people that are so great to us and in turn, you know, great to, to, to worthy causes like this, you know, so, mm. Yeah, and, and and Joe also wants me to say sorry, sorry, Chad. Uh, All right, uh, there's a lot of fucking caffeine on this screen right now. God damn. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Joe also wants me to tell you too that this money goes to the facility. It doesn't go to a fucking to a to a CEO or CFO. Or, you know, um, it, it 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 this money. All goes to the to the cause. It doesn't go to a, to a paycheck to so, some fat prick getting you know getting you know shit sent to his summer home or his winter ranch, mm-hmm. whatever, you know, this, yeah, this, this money all goes to the cause. So right. yes. Yeah. Direct Very important to us. Pretty much yeah. direct assistance. Right. I mean, it's kind of similar to Santa Francis house where it's, yes. they're providing yes. direct services to people who need them. Yes. Desperately. 
Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah. Check out our uh, maybe maybe I can sweet talk Chad into uh, posting it. But Sienna Francis did a really wonderful uh, post about our coffee. They did, yeah, yeah. And hopefully your coffee too. Yeah, yeah. Thanks again, once again, as always, to June Narnia for his expert assistance and and teaching us how to fulfill these orders, which I'm still doing. You can order this at bloggers.com right now. If you can't make it to Cactus or Sigs, that's yeah. where you get it. You'll get one of these along with it. Woo! And uh, maybe. Yeah. As long as they last. I'll, let's say that. For as, while supplies last, you'll get one of these with your LP. No extra charge. Because we discovered we can fit them in the same package. Thanks to June. Uh, also, June delivered the coffee. This uh, Sienna Francis got a big delivery of coffee. Uh, last week, right? Was it? Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was just, yeah, just a few days ago, and uh, June was the one who who uh, who made that happen. Um, so yeah, many many thanks to many many people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's never ending. But so uh, just uh, let's wrap this up with poor. Oh my God, poor bastard's been on here forever. So uh, yeah, thanks for th- you know, thanks for your for your you know support throughout the year and you know especially our Patreon folks and but I, you know we're coming out swinging uh, in 2022 and um, the 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 van's ready. We're we're going to hit not hitting the road and stuff like that and just uh, you know if you work in a big office, I just you know uh, you know as as did Sienna Francis House. Uh, if you work in a big office and whatnot and you, you, you want some better coffee, call us. We'll, you know, we'll eliminate that Maxwell house bullshit. We'll give you some, you know, get, get some good stuff in there and you can help the, help our friends up there in Omaha. But yes. uh, yeah, seriously, thank you for everything. Thanks for, to Jeff for coming out and playing with us on, uh, mm-hmm. on Sunday. And um, yeah, just, you know, as, uh, as, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot, lot of shit went down again this year. We're, uh, I, I still maintain that twenty twenty two is going to be a you know it's going to be a big one. Yeah, so, a lot of shit coming. But do tune in next week. We, actually, we got two really cool things coming. But um, uh, tune in next week because we're going to do the uh, we're going to do the the venting. We're going to do the, uh, the 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 naughty list. Yes, yes. <laughs> but in the, in the meantime, y'all, have, Merry Christmas. We'll see you on the other side of uh, Christmas twenty twenty one. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk about all the stuff next week. Yeah. You we'll just do mentioned. the story hole wrap up. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. See you next week, y'all. All right. Cheers. Cheers.